This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast with your host, Amanda Ann. Saturday and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Serial. I'm Amanda Ann and today I am so excited. We are going to be talking about everything and all things Broadway. And if you follow me on my social media pages, link below, <laughs> we I actually posted Wicked's first day back in a very long time and it was just so emotional and it gave me goosebumps so and then uh we're also going to be talking about our tony award predictions which the tony awards are on tomorrow night on cbs at 7 p.m eastern time so make sure you check that out as well today i'm joined by my friends marshall and alana and we are going to just talk about our favorite musicals and plays, our experiences in the theater, and why theater is just so important to everybody. So without further ado, let's start the discussion. So like I said, I got my friends Marshall and Alana on, and I just want to welcome you guys to the podcast. Alana, you've been on here before, so welcome back. Thank you. Marshall is an actress, a singer, and fellow Broadway fan. And Alana is a super talented photographer and another fellow Broadway fan. And I'll have links to each of their social media pages, as well as Alana's photography website, in the description of the podcast episode for those interested. So there are just so many people in the world who love the experience of going to the theater to see a play, a musical, or even an opera. Theater is just such a great community experience for all because it makes you stop what you're doing in the world, you silence those cell phones, and you get lost in the story. As an actor or an actress, it's just so rewarding to be able to transform into a character and tell a story, and you make the audience engage and overall do something that you love. Whether it's small community theater or Broadway, the performing arts is such a great escape and I know I've made friends being involved in the theater community and being a part of the theater family is just so much fun because everyone just loves the whole aspect of performing and being in the audience. That's overall what theater means to me and the overall experience is just the best part of it. I also lived to make the audience laugh and that was easily the best part of performing and my most rewarding thing for me was just getting a laugh out of the audience and I just felt so great. <laughs> so Marshall and Alana, what do you think theater means to you? And can you tell us a little bit of your involvement in the theater community? So I've been doing theater since high school. Um, I got involved as early as I could. Um, my family always told me I was dramatic. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put that drama somewhere. <laughs> um, so I got involved with it in high school and I fell in love with it. And I ended up um, going to school for theater. So I now have uh, a degree in the performing arts. Um, and I do as much community theater as possible. I've also been involved with making indie films. Um, and it, it's just such a... Theater is such a beautiful experience, and for me personally, I think what I enjoy most about it is the escape that it is. Mm -hmm. Not just when I go see a show and I get sucked into that world, um, but when I get to become a character, I get to 
escape my own life and my own problems and I get to see the world through somebody else's eyes. And sometimes that can give me perspective on what the hell's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really enjoy the escape. It's this beautiful thing that makes me happy. <laughs> of course, of course. Alana, how about you? Yeah, um, a lot of the same things. When I was growing up, theater meant community. Um, it gave me a place in middle school and high school, um, not only did I was surrounded by tons of great friends and we all were able to have a lot of fun together, but it also kind of helped me figure out who I wanted to be as a person. It made me more comfortable in my skin. Um, and then growing up in like high school, college, um, especially college, I would say it gave me like Marshall said, a lot of perspective. You learn things like, let's say you're playing a character that's not necessarily a likable character. Well, you as an actor shouldn't judge the character because you, the character isn't necessarily judging themselves. They are being who they are. Um, so it gives you a chance to really look at someone from multiple angles instead of just, oh, well, I don't necessarily agree with the way this person feels or how this person is acting. But um, yeah, it just, it, it's really, it's more than just like sitting in an audience and people singing and dancing on stage. It's, it's way more than that, including like, even, you know, you have to think about all the crew and tech people and everyone who works on even the beginning stages of production. So yeah, it's a very well-rounded topic. (laughs) Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, like you guys said, it's just, it's a community with the crew, the cast. And it's like when you're in drama club or whatever type of group you're a part of that has to do with theater, you just know. I, it's like so hard for me to explain, but it's like you <laughs> all have something in common, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But. And another thing too, um, when you take theater classes um one of the like when you warm up let's say you a lot of the things you do seem quite silly and out there and things that like you would feel embarrassed doing in any other setting but it also um allows you to be free and allows you to kind of escape from judgment from other people for doing something kind of funny and everyone can laugh and just be comfortable for sure yeah, I know I'm a very like self-conscious, shy person, but I always felt so different being on stage. I don't know if it was just because I just like poured myself into a character and I just went out on stage as that character. It was like the audience just like went away, like the feeling of people like staring at you just like goes away and you're just so focused on the story and just being an entertainer. So I agree about how theater just, if you're shy, it really takes you out of your shell. Mm -hmm. It puts you in a situation where you you might think it's nerve wracking, but then it's like, oh, I can do this. I'm right there with you. Um, The most comfortable I've ever felt in my own skin was being on stage playing somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I won't even sing for my own boyfriend, but it's like, I'd have no problem right now going on stage and singing like children will listen or something, you know, right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
But I mean, there have been just so many timeless pieces in our day and age from 42nd Street, The Producers, Rent, Mamma Mia, Cats, Wicked, and Lion King, just to name a few. William Shakespeare, he's a popular historical figure in theater, and his plays are timeless, as well as plays by like Harold Pinter, Neil Simon, etc. And I was sitting here thinking about my favorite musical, and those that know me know I loved Wicked in high school, and I really still do. And I've actually met lifelong friends through that fandom, and it's kind of like cringe just thinking about like how deep <laughs> I was into that fandom. <laughs> but... I shared it with fellow theater nerds, and I'm also a really huge fan of like Rent, Lion King, and the late Legally Blonde, rest in peace. <laughs> oh, Legally Blonde, that has a special place in my heart. <laughs> I know, like, I know it got like crapped on so much, but it was just, I loved it. <laughs> it's such a great show. People don't give it enough credit. I'm also partial to it because I got to play Enid back in the day <gasps> back oh, in college God. and that that was a fun role to play let me tell y'all oh wow um, but I think that the music is so well done for like it, it's clearly a pop musical and mm-hmm. I think when it came out there wasn't a lot of respect for poppier musicals yet yeah I don't know um but more pop musicals have become sort of a normal now so mm-hmm. I don't think people were ready for it. And for some godforsaken reason, people were like, why would they make Legally Blonde into a musical? But it was fabulous. <laughs> I think people just kind of got like a narrative about it, about it being like the movie, but just mm-hmm. with like music. But I felt like it was totally different from the movie. And I saw it with Laura Bell Bundy and I loved her belt in so much better. Oh my gosh, that belt. Yeah. I dream about being able to belt like that. I know. <laughs> but uh, one more musical I actually really enjoyed, too, was Rock of Ages. That's actually one I have never seen. Really? Yeah, it's good. They, I mean, they just basically rendition, like, 80s rock music into it. It's a jukebox it a musical. Right. But it was good. I love the story, I think, more than anything. But I know it's a movie, too, isn't it? It is, but we're not going to talk about the movie. <laughs> that bad that's the case for a lot of plays and musicals unfortunately Mm -hmm. sadly yeah a lot of movie musicals do not measure up i was one i was wanting to go see dear evan hansen but i heard the reviews have been so bad i'm like maybe i'll wait to stream it because i would love to see it on stage the thing about dear evan hansen and I love the music. I've never, I haven't seen it on stage yet. I'm dying to. I was supposed to, and then the pandemic hit. Um, but I love, I love the music from it. Um, there are certain bits of it that I personally very much relate to. Yes. Um, however, when you really look at the plot, it's extremely problematic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So, like, I think that's where a lot of the, um the the criticism comes from mm-hmm. uh that and ben platt is way older than a high schooler <laughs> uh see and regrettably i don't know too much about it so mm. at first i was kind of drawn in because i listened to the soundtrack before i really looked at the plot mm. um because i just love like you'll you will be found i mean that is a great song oh my gosh i like i can't the music just <laughs> right, right. 
But and I think songs like You Will Be Found and my personal favorite, Disappear, mm-hmm. are so relatable for that age group. Um, especially since uh, the musical does sort of, you know, it touches on teen suicide. Um, so I, I feel like that's so important, especially for those of us who not only struggle with depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts now, but those of us who did back when we were in high school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the music is extremely relatable, but it's the plot that starts to lose people. And I think stage shows are more forgiving in that, but for some reason, movies are not. I gotcha. Yeah. But... I do have, I'm going to switch gears here. We're just, I'm going to talk about my favorite musical and then we'll just go down the line. And as an adult, I really love Les Miserables now. Like it is my dream to be just in an ensemble member to just belt out. Do you hear the people sing? Yes. Like every time I either watch the movie, cause the movie's great. I mean, I personally mm-hmm. loved it and I've seen it on stage multiple times. Every time I watch it, I get goosebumps just because you have the big belting ensemble pieces in that, but the songs are just so great too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are your guys' favorites? That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, personally, um, you know, it tends to switch all the time. Currently I am absolutely obsessed with Beetlejuice. Oh yeah. I remember you talking about that. I am absolutely obsessed. I was lucky enough to see it. Um, I got to go to New York not long before the pandemic hit and I got to see the original cast. Um, and it was so good and so well done. Um, and I was devastated when I found out that they were being kicked out of their theater. Oh yeah. I was absolutely devastated. And I was like, excuse me, they were selling out like every night. It's it's just, it's so good and so well done. And the music is amazing. And the sets and costumes are just, it's so aesthetically pleasing and very much matches up to what you think of when you think of Beetlejuice. Um, and then the music is just a cherry on top of how good it is. Um, so I'm absolutely obsessed with that, specifically the song Dead Mom, <laughs> where Lydia sings to her dead mother. Oh. Um, but I'm absolutely obsessed. I think it's fantastic. You know, and, and you know, it's interesting that you gave, uh, presented the terminology like aesthetically pleasing when it comes to theater, because it is amazing what you can do to like a stage to transform it into a world of whatever kind of scenery you want it to be. Like if it's a bedroom, it's it, you're in a bedroom or mm-hmm. if you're like in a forest, you're in a forest. Like it's Definitely. great what they can do. And it's especially with Beetlejuice. So I, Shane and I were lucky enough to, um, we got to go backstage and get a tour from one of the actors in the show. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so we got to go backstage and see how they did some of the stuff. So and you know how in the movie the the house is very um I think you would describe it as an old person's house. Mm-hmm. Um so it has that feel in the beginning of the show and then after Lydia's family does that makeover 
it looks completely different. Um, we found out that they do that with like styrofoam that they stick on the walls. And oh. that's how, cause there's literally like a five minute scene in a different area. Like the curtain comes down and an area comes forward. That's like the, the attic. Mm-hmm. And they have like five minutes to completely transform this huge set of the downstairs area. And it it's so cool the way they do it. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And it also too, and I, I know that it like the case with Wicked, the lighting. Oh, yes. Like the light lighting teams don't get enough credit for what they do. If they you ever not. sit if you ever sit in the balcony, especially with Wicked, mm-hmm. you can just look at like the spotlights and the different color schemes and all that just on the stage. That it like reflects up. It, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really describe it, but yeah. I I actually fr- have a friend who is a lighting designer. Alana, I believe you know Carly as well. Carly and yes, I do. She's amazing. And I've watched her do what she does. And I sit there and I go, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> Right. And it's just, it's amazing to see what they do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. Alana, what's your favorite? Oh, very difficult question. Um, a lot of different shows are really dear to me for a lot of different reasons. Um, when I was a kid growing up, Funny Girl was my favorite because it's just one that my mom and I have always watched together and enjoyed. Um, and I love her character, how she's, um, it's, you know, hard to hear people say that she's not a relatively attractive woman when she actually is. But <laughs> the fact that, um, you know, she has such a incredible talent for comedy and she just loves being who she is and finds love. And then the end of, is a little sadder <laughs> than that. Um, and then like I'd say in high school, my favorite would have been how to succeed because that was my first big high school show. And um, my first like massive cast. And I met a lot of my really closest friends at that show um, and right now, unfortunately, since graduating from college, I haven't really done any shows. Um, so like personally getting involved with any shows um, obviously hasn't led me to anything new. But um, recently, uh, Town is currently one of my favorites um, just because I am a helpless romantic. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I when I would ride the train to and from school every day. I um, decided to turn on that soundtrack one day and was just like blubbering on the train. (laughs) So um, yeah, you know, like a lot of different shows have a lot of different meanings. And um, obviously there's like an endless range of topics that they cover and emotions that they cover. So yeah, it's it's hard to pin down one exactly, but For definitely sure. those are some of my top ones. Those are good. I I totally forgot about how to succeed. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. That was way back, like even I think when I was in high school, it was popular. 
Yeah, we definitely um we definitely had more secretaries than uh businessmen. Right. <laughs> um you wonder like who where all, where are these secretaries like where their um men are right <laughs> that they're working for <laughs> cuz there's oh, like a 100 of them. <laughs> but another thing that's great about theater fans like us is we know who the actors and actresses are in the Broadway community. So it's mm-hmm. so fun to see who's cast in a certain role. And you have the greats like Bernadette Peters, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Sutton mm-hmm. Foster. My personal favorite is Adina Menzel. And I just remember like the days on her website because she was like a nobody. You could actually email her. And I'm actually kicking myself for never doing that. <laughs> but she's just someone I always related to and look up to even as an adult. So what are your guys's, um like favorites out there? Um, I think my favorite male is probably Norbert Leo Butts. Oh, he's such a G. Um, I, I know he originated Fiero, but the one that gets me is he originated, um, uh, Edward Bloom in Big Fish. Oh, that's and right. I love Big Fish the musical. I love the movie, um, I love the movie growing up. Um, I'm a massive Tim Burton fan, uh, in case you guys couldn't tell, uh, with my Beetlejuice obsession. Um, (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But I'm a massive Tim Burton fan. So I loved the movie growing up. um, So I was was really curious as to how they were going to do it on stage. Um, And I got to see it when it was in previews here in Chicago. Um, And I fell in love with it. And... I fell in love with Norbert Leo Butts playing that character. He did it so well. Um, and it just made me fall in love with him in general. Not that I wasn't already there because Fiero, but. <laughs> um, and then female wise, um, I really love Barrett Wilbur Weed. Um, she originated uh, Veronica Sawyer and Heather's. Um, and she was also, um, oh my God, and why Janice Ian in Mean Girls. Oh, okay. Um, and she's so talented. I dream of having a voice like hers. Um, she is a lower range. She's more of an alto, um, which is probably why I like her so much as well, because I can actually sing the things that she sings. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's just, she's so talented. Alto supremacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Alto, altos are killer and more leading roles should be written for us. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Those high notes. Uh-uh. I know. What the hell? I Not know. everybody can hit a high C. Thank you very no. much. Maybe when I was like 14, but now. Mm-mm. Marshall, have you ever heard the song Great Big Stuff that Norbert Leo Butt sings from Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? I don't think I have. No, it's a good one. I'm going to write that down. I would just like, I'll just like find myself humming that song sometimes. What's it's it so called? Great Big Stuff. Great Big Stuff. It's okay. just, a, yeah. Very I'm catchy. literally writing it down now. <laughs> good. Alana, who's your favorite? 
Oh, that's very difficult. Well, first of all, I should say that I have n- I have not been fortunate enough to go to out to New York and see any Broadway shows live. Um, but obviously, like Kristen Chenoweth is absolutely iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one thing that I've really been interested in lately, because luckily we live in the digital era and we can see um, like snippets of previews of shows that are going on. Um I really have been interested in actually a lot of like big names from the movie industry that are kind of um, like bleeding into Broadway a little bit. I've seen um, some really impressive video of Tom Hiddleston doing um, Shakespeare pieces. Uh, Um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal did a really interesting play. I think it's called Seawall, A Life. Yep. It looked really incredible. It's two separate monologues. Um, as one show um what else just really interesting to see you know to because you hear like me growing up I didn't really have access to footage of actual Broadway productions so Mm -hmm. to be able to see you know this kind of stuff now has been really fascinating and entertaining to watch What's great about, and nothing's great about this pandemic, let me, I just, but one thing we have been able to, like, Broadway, it's like a streaming service. Yeah, Broadway Broadway HD. Yeah, I I watched a few things on that. And another thing, like, us three are very fortunate is we live, like, around Chicago. So Mm -hmm. we have access to, like, touring companies. So that's always fun. Um, as well as like Hamilton dropping on Disney Plus last year. Yeah. Yes. So it's really trying to reach a broader audience, I feel like, which I think is very important mm. because I feel like sometimes people just kind of write off plays anymore. And part of that is because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so expensive to go see a show. And I think having something like Broadway HD or. Um, dropping a musical like Hamilton on Disney Plus is great to make it more accessible. Because, um, granted, yeah, sure, I've had the chance to go see a couple of shows on Broadway. But even here in Chicago, but those were like off random chances that right. I got through school. Um, but even here in Chicago, it's super expensive. I haven't seen yeah. many shows because I can't afford to. Likewise, yeah. So, like, I think doing a streaming service or filming something like um, Hamilton is a great way to make it more accessible. And I think more shows should be doing that. I agree. Yeah. I uh, When I was in high school, we would do the Wicked Lottery, and that was, like, $25 tickets. So yeah. people ask, like do you see anything other than Wicked? And it's like, no, because I only had a paper out and I would make like $50 every two weeks Mm. in high school. And then, you know, it's like, I would spend my money on going to see Wicked, (laughs) but I couldn't afford to buy like a hundred dollar tickets to see like drowsy chaperone or whatever Mm. that would come. So yeah, (laughs) but Oh, Alana, you got me. You know, Tom Hiddleston's like my favorite. <laughs> I knew that one. He's my favorite everything. You Get triggered you me. But how how would you feel if I told you that him and Jake Gyllenhaal are going against each other for best actor tomorrow in the Tonys? Oh, my God. I know. Stop it. Are they really? <laughs> they are. Yeah. 
Oh, I haven't looked at nominations or anything yet. I really should before tomorrow. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Tom is nominated. He uh, played in Harold Pinter's play Betrayal. Mm-hmm. Okay. He played um, along Charlie Cox, who was Daredevil mm-hmm. on Netflix, and Zowie oh, okay. Ashton. So I love those three. And yeah, it's I, I personally never saw the play, but a couple snippets of it looks really good. And Alana, like you say, you know, Tom is a huge Shakespeare fan. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll just like put him on the computer for like ASMR or something <laughs> reading Shakespeare. <laughs> I just love listening to him talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he he narrates, and this is so off topic. I'm sorry, guys. But he, he narrates this like um, wildlife documentary on Apple TV and actually fell asleep during work a little bit. <laughs> like Because he's just like talking about the lion and how the lion is you know, creeping up on its prey. And I'm just over here like, oh my God. <laughs> Fangirling super so hard. calming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tomorrow is the Tonys on CBS. And I mean, you guys are probably going to watch too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, of yes. course. So I'm looking here and trying to find best musical. And I think Moulin Rouge is one of them. It's like a revival. Is it a revival? No, it's not a revival. Moulin Rouge was originally a movie. This is the first time uh, it's ever been put on stage. I had that backwards. That's another one I've seen like TikToks of, and it looks mm-hmm. phenomenal. It looks amazing. And they've added more music to it. And mm-hmm. so awesome. And then, yeah, Jagged Little Pill, which I've heard is really good. I. I am in love. <laughs> I've literally only seen clips and I am in love with it. Um, I don't even know the name of the character, but it's whoever sings You Ought to Know. And I I have a massive crush on them just watching them sing. <laughs> the passion that they have is just like, oh. And then we got, <laughs> we got Tina Turner, the musical. So those are the three musicals nominated for tomorrow night. Wow. So who do you guys think might win? Hmm. I'm thinking probably one of the first two. I'm going to lean toward Jagged Little Pill. I agree. Same. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen enough of Moulin Rouge to know, but... um, you know, maybe the fact I don't are they using the similar music from the movie? I'm assuming they're using some most of the same music from the movie, but they've added other songs as well to mm. make a, a full length, fuller story. But yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I actually I just saw the uh, movie Moulin Rouge for the first time during the pandemic. Um, I know I'm horrified at myself. No, um, I have. I was seen so it angry at it at the end. I was like. Why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> I was so angry. It's because we care. Right? I literally, I was texting a friend of mine throughout the whole thing because she's obsessed with it. And I literally called her afterwards and I was like, that's how it ended. <laughs> I was so upset. I'm still angry. I haven't watched it since. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I should probably watch it. 
I mean, I highly recommend it. The first like okay. 20 minutes are like you're on acid or something, mm-hmm. but after that, solid. <laughs> you- Best description for anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're having a good time. <laughs> right. It is. And Ian McGregor, I mean. Uh, yeah. He's a beautiful, beautiful man. And just listening to him sing just makes me love him more. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> do you guys know who Aaron Tveit is? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love he's, me some Aaron Tveit. Yeah. He's like, uh, so tomorrow we're going to have Tom Hiddleston and Aaron Tveit in one room. I'm going to be just, boom, my blown. <laughs> <laughs> but he's up for best performance by an actor in a leading role. So mm-hmm. let's hope for him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I- I'm going to laugh, though. Like, I mean, obviously, I want Tom to win, and I wouldn't be mad if, like, Jake won. But I'm like, mm-hmm. watch, they'll lose to one of the other nominees, which well-deserved whoever wins, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I guess we'll see. I'm very, I'm very curious. Um to see who wins what since it's a, it's not just a culmination of like it's a culmination of 2019 and a bit of 2020 since the pandemic mm-hmm. because so. Broadway Broadway went dark March of 2020 so they mm-hmm. only really had like two months two full months of 2020 mm-hmm. and unfortunately I mean some great plays and musicals didn't make it like Frozen that didn't make it that closed I can't think there was no. like one. Did I'm pretty it? sure it's still open. Is it? I think they're touring or they're going. Maybe they're school. touring or maybe I'm thinking of maybe yeah, like a London cast. Because uh, I know Samantha Barks is playing Elsa right now. I think that's London. Is that London? Yeah. Okay. Uh, because we're, we're actually seeing Frozen in Chicago, I think in November is when it's coming. So it's a touring company. So jealous. Um. Yeah, and I think there was one more musical, though, that didn't make it, and that was a big one, too. And for the life of me, I can't think of what it is right now. But, you know, it's just, it's a shame that it Mm -hmm. had to come down to that. Yeah, and that's the shadiness of Broadway. There's Broadway, and then there's off-Broadway, and then there's (laughs) off-off-Broadway. Right. (laughs) And then there's equity and non-equity. and (laughs) Yeah. But nothing's ever too small to go and enjoy a play or a musical. And, you know, so with that, I mean, I highly encourage all of you to please always support the arts, especially the performing arts. School choirs and bands have sort of waned throughout the years, which makes me sad to see because back in my day, over half of our school was in band and choir. It was the cool thing to do to play an instrument. Mm -hmm. But now it's just becoming obsolete. And the arts are just so important to so many people. And it's a terrific outlet for kids to start young and progress in because it lets their creativity, talent, and curiosity shine. Mm-hmm. So, Marshall, you got a little boy. I'm sure you're going to be putting him in the arts. <laughs> oh, definitely. He already tries to sing, and he loves it when mommy plays guitar. Um, he tries to play my guitar. It's real cute. Um, but he very much loves the arts. Good, good. Um, he, I, I think... And the way he points his toes, I swear to God, he's either going to be a dancer or a paleontologist because of his obsession with dinosaurs. Oh. <laughs> or both. Or both. <laughs> he can dance when he finds a fossil. 
<laughs> he can do that's that. how he finds the fossils <laughs> through the vibrations <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Jurassic Park, the musical, starring Danielle Tierney. Oh, we gotta make that happen. Oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> I, think Gold, I, think, I think Goldblum would be like totally on that. <laughs> oh, he totally would. You know it. He'd be like, oh wow. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on here. I really, really appreciate it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, anytime. Like Broadway is just such a dear thing to me, and I, unfortunately, I haven't personally performed since high school. But I'm an avid audience member, and I just have nothing but respect for performing arts. So, with that, I hope you all have a great week, and I will catch you next week.